What's up, Swim Fam? Welcome back to the Swim Collective Podcast. I'm Scott, as always, with my main man, Big B. Yo, 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 what up? Happy Happy National Best Friends Day, bro. You too, man. What a day. What a day to be alive. Um, we are back with our second and final edition of our Trials Picks. We're going to go day four through the end. But first, I'd like to thank Tier for sponsoring our podcast. Go to Tier.com, use the promo code Tier Collective to get 30% off your order. But first, I wanted to talk about, I just saw that LSU pursuing top Power 5 assistants to fill the head coaching position. And then Brandon and I got talking about who that might be or who's maybe who's going after it. And none of the names that I've read on the internet machine really really stick out to me and I don't really I don't really know. I, I have no idea. Um I think they're limiting themselves. I don't see why they can't be pursuing like mid major head coaches either. I mean I don't I don't know why they're limiting themselves to power five assistants. Seems kinda weird yeah, to me. Know. I mean Auburn went mid major when they hired when they hired um Ryan. I mean I mean we I mean we t- we were talking, you know, when we had Braden on the pod, he's like you can find some of the best coaches at every level and like anywhere. So I, I'm not, I mean, I guess it's like familiarity with like being power five, but I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why that's like, that's what they want specifically. Yeah. Swim Swim says Matt Bow, Steve Jungbluth and Corey Chitwood. And I don't know. I, I mean, it's, I mean, they have some promise. They, they obviously like, you like Brooks Curry who making names for themselves. They got talent, but obviously same thing when you're talking about South Carolina, their uphill battle to break break into that top half of the SEC, you know, yeah. big big powerful conference. So, it also said this article also says that LSU ranked tenth in the NCAA in the 2018-2019 school year in revenue, pulling in around 158 million. That's what, and that came out to nine million in profits. It's pretty SEC football for be, you. Yeah, that, you definitely <laughs> I think in today you want a solvent. You want a solvent college, you want a solvent university, and a solvent athletic department yeah, to be I part just, of. So I don't know much about it. It's a big, uh, it's a big job. Yeah, I don't know much about Baton Rouge though. I don't. I don't I've heard it's not very pretty. So, yeah. But said see. former head coach had a base salary of one hundred fifteen thousand um, dollars, and they have an eight lane fifty meter pool with a seven diving well. LSU was actually the. F, we swam F, we swam LSU in college, and that was my first dual meet in college at LSU. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool pool. But and then B and I got talking about the Texas job. B had some had some scoops. B's got some scoops for us, and so bring us the bring us the latest Texas scoop. Well, uh, uh, from what I've heard in the rumor mill is that apparently the job is already filled. And that like four people know it. Obviously, whoever was hired, sure Eddie knows. I'm assuming the AD knows, and you know maybe the assistant AD. But it's like a very very small group who knows. Um, and so basically, uh, it's it's been narrowed down to basically two options from what I've heard. And you know the first one is you know they're they're bringing on Brendan Hansen, and you know it's going to be Brendan Hansen, White Collins running it. Um, obviously, keeping within very Texas like keeping within their alumni base which is consistent with what they've done um, all the time. And it certainly backs up that the one thing that I was told is that the hire, whoever it is, the Texas current swimmers are going to be very happy. 
and um, I've heard that recent alumni and the team really like Wyatt, and obviously it's Brendan Hansen, so and I think he's well liked too. So that would that would make sense and fall in line with that. Um, but another point was brought up to me is that, however, if that were the case, it would probably already be said because they said they're waiting till after the Olympics to make the announcement, which to me, and the person who's telling me this, it was that um. You know the reason they're waiting. It's a big name. It's a bi- it must be a big name. It's probably from somewhere else where he has a pro team, and so the one person that they think that fits all that and has ties to Texas um, is none other than Cal's Dave Durden. Which yeah. that that would open up a lot again too, because yeah. Cal's men's job. That's another big job that would open up. So that'll um, that that Durden's so the, Durden is the men's Olympic coach. Yeah. So. And yeah. he's got a big, big pro group as well, and they're all vying for spots. I mean, so uh, that would definitely make sense for why they're waiting till after the Olympics. You know, you're not going to tell Adrian and Murphy, "Hey, you got to move a month out of trials because I'm going to Texas." So, not that they would do that anyway, yeah. but like it, that would be a lot of chaotic mess. So, yeah. um, and I mean, yeah, I, I have to imagine the Texas swimmers would be pretty happy about that, like. You lose your coach, and you're going to go ahead and get the guy that was second right behind you and has been battling you for the past five years. So, <laughs> um, that that would be if if that happened, that would be an excellent hire. Yeah, I mean, and then it, and if it's not Dave Durden, and if it's not Brendan Hansen or Wyatt Collins, it's definitely Matthew McConaughey. Absolutely, he, sure. he definitely likes his Texas football. That's for sure. You know, he might be dabbling in swimming. Maybe they'll get him more access Matthew to things. Matthew McConaughey. Like he knows. He knows everything. <laughs> he loves Texas. <laughs> he, <laughs> he does, does he, love Texas. He loves being. He's like I forget what his what his title is there. It's like he's like an official ambassador of yeah. Austin or something. He, so he's but I, he's he's really well entrenched in in UT. In in passing, I I have talked to someone on the Texas football staff before. I don't know if he's still there. Um. But he was like on. He would like tell stories about what McConaughey would do, like football team. He would like come in and give drunken halftime speeches that would just like make no <laughs> sense, but get everyone going. Like he was just he was he would be on like on the sideline and it, what a life must be good. What to be a Matthew guy! It, I think it is good to I think it is good to be Matthew McConaughey, but well, cool man. Well, yeah, I think I I thought Dave was always was always a good a good pick, and that would be. That would be huge. That'd be probably the most notable head coaching hire during our our brief time while we've been alive. I mean, yeah, basically the most dominant men's program loses their dominant coach to retirement, gets the next most dominant <laughs> male head coach that there's been, so then, at least in recent years. So Yeah, and then who goes to Cal? Yeah, that's the thing. That's a different kind of. I feel like that's a different hire than than Texas. I feel like a lot of names that we think of when would go to Texas would not be people that would go to Cal. So, no, I don't um, think so. I don't think there's. I mean, maybe f- I, I don't know. I, I I don't. I I agree. Yeah. Long story short. Um. Sorry, my tongue got a little twisted. But I I I, I definitely agree that it's a different. It's a very different hire, especially especially right now. Um, so let's get, let's get started with our, with our trials pick. So, um, we're on to day four now. Day four. That and, and day four's got the women's 200 free, the men's 200 fly, the women's 200 IM, 
the women's 1500 free. First uh, time. First time. But we didn't know who was going to win. So, um, All right. So into it. So we got the two free, women's two free. Um, so obviously Kayla Ducky's got a pretty big day, but not really. Um, obviously the two free, and she has the 1500 later. Um, so on the surface, it seems like a pretty big day, but to be honest, because of how much she just dominates the 1500, she can basically focus all in on the two free, which she's already pretty heavily favored in anyway. So I don't think she'll have any issue. So, but with that being said, 2016, it was Ledecky and it was Missy Franklin. So obviously Missy Franklin is retired. Um, so that is at least one spot individually that is now open. And then the relay spots behind those two were Leah Smith, Allison Schmidt, Sierra Runge, and Melanie Margalis. Um, I don't believe Sierra Runge is swimming anymore, but I'm not sure. I haven't heard her name at all since then, so I, I'm under the assumption she's not swimming. So at least one relay spot and one individual spot, I believe, is up for grabs. Um, that being said, let's look at the top eight Americans this year, um, in this competitive year. Kayla Ledecky, 154.4 in a world of her own. She's going to she's going to win. Um, she's going to be able to chill the mile in the morning. Um, make top eight easy there. She's going to come in. She's going to win the two free. And she'll win the mile later. But Kayla Decky, 154.4. Um, Olivia Smaliga, believe it or not, 157.04. Um, Madison Cox, 157.38. Paige Madden, 157. Katie McLaughlin, 157. Alison Smith, 157. Emma Norton, 157. Leah Smith, 157. Basically, it's Katie Decky, and then there's like 10 girls who are all like 157 high, 150, or 157 mid to 158 lows right now. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, is that Olivia Smaliga, Madison Cox, and then you have like Melanie Margalis, they probably won't do the two free this long. They might do prelims to put their name in for, for a potential relay spot, but like Olivia Smaliga has the 100 back um, semis, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, no, wait, finals. Yeah, the finals of the 100 back, I think, is like right before – or after the two free. I don't remember the scheduling exactly. All I know is the 100 back is somewhere around. Um, yeah, so the 100 back finals is the day before. And I think, I don't remember if that falls right before the 200 free or after. I think it's after. So um, she might be one of those people that throw, tries to just like put her name in the hat um, for the relay. But other than that, kind of like backs off after that. And I then think that, I think that, um, <coughs> I think Olivia does the 200 free. Because of how tight the hunter back is, yeah, she might not do the the final, but I mean, she that might be. I think the two hundred free is a really legitimate shot for her to make the Olympic team. No, for sure, especially one fifty seven zero, just kind of out of not out of nowhere, but just you know, really good swim. And then Madison Cox and Melanie Margalis, who are really good at the two free, they have the two hundred IM final that goes the same day. Then there's not a lot of breaks between that, so. Um, Margalis did do the double in 2016 where she was second in the 2IM and was sixth in the 2-free. I don't think – I think everything's a lot deeper. I don't yeah. think she can do both and make both. She's going to have to pick. And I think I think she's going to pick the 2IM. We'll, we'll go through it later. But either way, if she picks the 2-free, she'll be definitely someone that I think will be in a relay spot. I don't know if she'll be top two. Um, 2IM, we'll get to that one later. But I think she's going to pick the 2IM over the 2-free. But again, yep. she might swim prelims though, put a time down. Um, so, and then, so it's a kind of, and then over the qualification period, um, you know, some names we haven't mentioned for times this year. Um, 
it's basically the same names. I mean, Simone Manuel's the only one. She was 156-0 leadoff in the 2019 World Champs. Um, everyone else that's been in the top eight for this qualification was already mentioned. So um, if you like Dark Horse that aren't in those, I mean, Mallory Comerford, haven't heard her in a while, but you know she is, I think, a 155, so can't count her out. Erica Brown has been uh, 158 this year, 159 maybe, but she her best time is 157. Gabby DeLuf, same boat. And then, of course, Haley Flickinger. She's a 158, 157 in great form, mid-distance specialist. So they're, the thing when you have like the relays is there's a lot of people that can make that top six. So it's like the, the range is so much bigger. Um, so but that being said, Ledecky wins it, and then it comes down to who gets second. And I am going to give the nod to Allison Schmidt. Um, I thought she had, I mean, she was 156-0 with the Pro Series in Knoxville last year. That's the second fastest time in the qualification period. And... Um, she had a good ISL season. She did. She had some solid two freeze ISL. She had some good hunters on relays. I, so I think she's got one more run in her. I think she can get second. Um, yeah. So, and to my round out, my relay picks, I think Kay McLaughlin's in really good form. I think she's going to be third. Um, Paige Madden have a great NCAA season. I think she makes the top six. Um, yeah. And then the last, the last two, that's where I really was like back and forth. Like, I don't know who to go. I, I am going to go Simone Manuel. I think, I think she'll have it. I mean, she's, She's been um, 156.0. I'm not sure very many people can go the 156 low, 155 high in this group. There's a lot of them that can. I don't know who will. And then I'm just, I am going to give the nod to Leah Smith. So, And a lot of that is basically because Madison Cox and Melanie Margalis and Olivia Smaliga, I don't believe they are going to be in the finals, mainly because they're going to scratch or they're not going to do it at all. So, mm-hmm. But I really I think if any three of them do do it, they're all doing really well right now. I think they'll be in that top six for sure. That's yeah. how I see it. Yeah, I, I think I've heard like some people um, counting Allison Schmidt out. She's she's on form. No, she is. She's on form. You know, looking back at you know, how she generally competes prior to during the Olympic quads, like she's she's been swimming fast, and you know she's on form. So she's definitely she's definitely in my top six, um, and definitely in my top two. So yeah. I think my my top two are, are her and her and Katie and and I I think Simone I think Leah for sure definitely Paige Madden I think Paige Madden definitely swims her way onto this relay. Yeah, I mean I the only one I can really see beating Kayla Deck or not not beating Kayla sorry the only one I can really see beating Alshon Smith is if is is really just Paige and Katie. McLaughlin. Um, yeah. If Paige continues her form for NCAA's, I'm, there's no reason she can't. And then uh, Kay McLaughlin's swimming fast right now, and she's been 156 multiple times, and she's uh, she's looking good. So those would be my picks. That if anyone's going to beat Schmidt, it would be them. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Word. she looks good. She's not going to go her what 153 best time or whatever it is, but I still think she's got. I still think she's got a 155 flat for sure in her. So all right, yeah. that's two free. Too fly, bro. Too fly. This one. All right. Mike Phelps no longer here. He was it was Michael Phelps and Ton Shields last time. So obviously big gap. It's time for somebody to kind of step up. Um we haven't seen in a while. That hasn't been in the forefront. Um so with that being said, our top eight Americans this year, Trenton Julian, just a couple weeks ago, blasted out of one fifty five seven seven, put his name right into the running. Um Brooks Vale, another guy just finished NCAA season, went a 156-1 a couple, like just shortly after NCAA's. He's in the running. Chase Kalish, 156-9. Luke Orlando, 
fastest personal best in this field. He's been 157. Um, Connor Lamastra has been 157. Gunnar Bentz, 157. Harding, 157. Corey Gumberdella, 157. So a lot of 157s for this year, indicating it's going to be really close. Um, and none not mentioned so far as the likes of like Nicholas Albiero, who's been a 156 flat. Um, Tom Shields, obviously he's been 155 from four years ago. Um, he's been 156 in the qualification period. So um, And then also Miles Smacho. Smotchlow, who had a really good 2019 year, so can't count him out. Those are kind of, those are who I see as being our potential um, candidates. I mean, Dark Horse would be Conger. He's been a 154, but I don't know if he has it in him anymore. Um, but I'll mention him just because he does have that 154. Uh, I don't think he will. I think he'll he'll mainly be focusing on probably like a maybe two free relay spot or like the one free and one fly, if I had to guess. But you never know. Um so, basically, so Luke Orlando on paper should be at lock because his 153 best time that he did um, in 2000, what was it, uh, 2019. So, however, I think I, I've, I've read a few places now that he's been suffering like shoulder issues the past year since going to UGA where he had a good season, but it wasn't like I think as great as I think people were expecting. Um I still am going to give him benefit of the doubt just because he is the only one that's broken that 154 barrier. Um, and he's not swimming bad. I mean, went 157. That's pretty good. So uh, I think Orlando is going to win up. I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt. And then behind him, we have college standouts, Brooke Fail, Trenton Julian, Nicholas Albiero. They're going to be swimming hard. Um, Kalish hasn't done this yet he usually just focuses on the ims so if he swims it i i'm he's going to be in the running um but i'm not entirely sure he's even going to do it he hasn't done it yet usually he scratches it but who knows um my guess is if he makes the four im he's probably not going to do the two fly i think if he misses the four am we'll see him in the two fly um but either way until he comes out right out right and says i'm gonna do it um I'm just going to assume based on past experiences that he's not going to do it. So, um, so and other than the college standouts, we have Shields and he had, you know, the big thing with Shields is always like Mr. Piano. Like he always has that 150, and then he just like, boom, it just hits him hard. But I feel like he kind of had a breakthrough at the ISL Shorker's Mirror. I think I had a really, really good ISL season. He seemed yeah. to really finish. Obviously, he has good walls, short course meters, different long course meters, but I really feel like he made a breakthrough, so I'm not going to count him out at all. Obviously, he was our other representative last year, or four years ago, five years ago, excuse me. Um, so I, I do think in the end, uh, my my top three are – Luke Orlando, Trenton Julian, and Shields. Um, Trenton Julian, I wouldn't have even thought of until he went to 155.7, but I I mean, I, I like, so to speak, riding the hot hand. So I am going to go Trenton Julian and yeah. um, Luke Orlando with Tom Shields being right behind him. Right. Yeah, I think. So I definitely, you know, Shields was a 51.5 a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously got some form. He's never too crazy fast. Um, when he's not fully rested for the two fly, but always tends to have the good 100 fly speed. Um, and you're right, he did have a really good a, a really good uh, ISL season. So he's actually one of my top two. That's and fair. Then, um, I think it's going to be Shields and Trent and Julian. 
And then my wild cards are Luca, Nick Albiero, and Jack Conger. It's fair. And don't and I think those five guys can definitely make can definitely make the team. Like a shield's gonna be and they can all be wild cards. And they could all yeah. be they could all be picks. Because if if Conger has it together and he's just been sliding under the radar, I think he's of basically a shooing, but I but I don't know. I yeah, can't I mean remember. he's a one fifty four, so you know. Yeah. And then Oh, I didn't didn't not really talk about but like Harding obviously too, but I just um I don't know. Uh, Harding is going to be in there too, but I just I don't think he's quite got the 154 in him anymore. Um see I could I could definitely be wrong, but um I mean the reality is this is you've got Trenton Julian, Luca if he if he's on form and healthy yeah. and an Albiero that are young hungry guns that For are going to sure. be that are that are swimming for that aren't swimming to survive they're not swimming for their second or third or whatever olympics they're swimming for their first olympic berth and they're they're young and coming off of really really big seasons albiero winning winning accs with with louisville trent and julian with an awesome awesome ncaa's and i think they have they have a lot of momentum going that way their way Mm -hmm. and if if luke is healthy luke is going to win yeah, but Luca has to be healthy, and he's got to be—he's got to be ready to roll. For but sure, I, that, that's going to be—that's um, going to be a fun event to watch yeah. for sure. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's going to be an interesting. I mean, it's the first time. Like, obviously, like any any event that like Phelps has been in, it, it's going to be an interesting event because he's not there anymore, and so this is one of them. So it's going to be very open. It'll be interesting to see. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 definitely excited excited for this one. So, all right. Sweet. Moving on, next one we got women's 200 IM. Um, so at least one open spot because it was in 2016 was Maya Dorado retired and Melanie Margalis. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Melanie Margalis was able to do the two free two IM double five years ago. Um, sadly, she went two ten eleven to get second. Uh, that's not gonna fly this time around. It's it, it, I don't even think 2095, which Maya Dorado had, is going to fly either. I think it's going to be faster. Because um, just look at top eight Americans this competitive year. Madison Cox, 2085. Kathleen Baker, 21016. Alex Wash, 21067. Kate Douglas, 210. Melanie's been a 211. Tori Husk, the young gun, 211. And then we have Evie Pfeiffer from Texas, been 212. And Brooke Ford, Stanford, 212. Um, Did you know? I don't know if you saw this. Kathleen Baker has a fractured foot. No, she does. Yeah. Wow. But it said she said that she's fine and it doesn't really impact her swimming. And I hope blah, she. Blah, 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 I blah. hope she keeps telling herself that. Like truly, like I. It was a. Wa- it was a walking accident. Wow. Well, I. I, I hope that uh, I hope she's fine. Um. I mean, I've broken I've broken my ankle yeah. walking, so I. It's totally possible. Yeah, um, that's wild. I yeah. to be honest, I think through all my predictions, I actually don't have her. I think I have her third in like three things. So, yeah. um, even before you told me that, I actually did not have her in my picks in the two hundred IM. So, but um, I wonder if she broken foot pressure's got to be hard, right? I wonder if she'll even do the two IM now. Well, anyway, so that's crazy. And then so for the top eight in this period, though. There's already been four girls that have been under what it took, what Maya won with, and that is Madison Cox, who already did that this year. Kathleen Baker's been a 208. Melanie's been a 208. Alex Wash has been a 209. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that's the four that it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to the four of them. I think Kate Douglas has a shot. I yeah. mean, she's been 210, obviously great NCAAs. Um, Tori Husk, I think she'll focus will be on some of the other events that she's a little bit higher up in. I mean, she's 211, which is very good, but I don't, I don't know if she'll be able to crack through um, the top four if they're on their game. Um, same with Kate and Alex. They, or, sorry, same with Kate. She's been a 210. Um, does she have enough to break into that 208, 207 mold that I think it's going to take? We'll see. Um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, I think it's going to come down to Cox, Baker, Walsh, Douglas, and Mark Gallus. Unless, of course, the what really messes with Baker will be a top four. Um, so, again, I think Margalis, who's going to folk, and Cox, who both have really good two frees. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to focus on this because of how close it is. Um, uh, but basically, I have Margalis is going to close hard. She's going to use that back half, great breaststroke, great freestyle. Um, I think she's going to take it. Uh, Baker is going to attack the front end with that flying back. Um, so... And then Mass and Cox, same as Margallis, has really good breaststroke, good freestyle finish. Um, and I think those two are just going to close it out in the end. Right. So, I mean, that, yeah. that's how I see it. That's who I have. Even before he told me about Kathleen Baker, I had Melanie yeah. Margallis, Mass and Cox. Um, Mass and Cox is in fantastic form right now. She went 205 just a couple weeks ago. Melanie Margallis was, looked like a stud at ISL. Um, so, I, she hasn't shown that she's slowed down at all. So, those are my two picks. Yeah, I I definitely think Madison Cox. I have Madison Cox and Alex Walsh with Margallis and Douglas in third and fourth, that third and fourth spot. Fair I think, enough. like, with, with Walsh, she she doesn't have to be one of, like, the big names talked about to step up and win. And, you know, we we saw that. Like, she has the, the capability to swim big and young and young and hungry and very, very versatile. But I, I also think that, Kate Douglas can get out fast enough to win. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a it's definitely a another event that's super tight, and, and I'm really excited to watch. Yeah, it, it's gonna be fun because I mean you'll see, like you said, you'll see Douglas and um, Douglas and Baker probably attack it a little bit more, just because they both have the front, like especially Baker with the front half with that backstroke, and then obviously Douglas. Not bad at any stroke, but like you know, she really get a butterfly, so she's gonna probably like push it a little bit, and then and you just have Kate's to got a great breaststroke. It's like a two. Yeah, the, she's, she's like a no, she's fantastic at everything. She just also has the ability to like get out. Um, but so I think she'll be out a little bit more. But I mean, Melanie Margalis is the best back half in the game, yeah. so she's gonna come home hard. Um, yeah. It'll and be how much she can get. Same with Cox, just great back half, and so we'll see. Yeah, like I, I think that Kate Douglas is my dark horse because I she's the most dangerous. She definitely has the most speed out of the group. I, I just think she's the from top to bottom for that from for that event. I think that she has the most the most weapons in the arsenal. And if they and if she lets them loose all at the same time, I think that she's I think she'll win. But it's got to kind of be the the perfect storm. So, um, Madison Cox, Walsh, and Douglas. That's the thing. You're you're on your game. You bring the perfect storm. It's gonna be yours. That's. All this is who's going to be in the right form. Um, yeah, 2IM is always a fun one, though. So, yeah. looking forward to that one. All right, moving on. The inaugural mile for women. All right, so we don't have any returns for 2016 because it wasn't an event in 2016. for First women. time. First time. About time. 
It really, Come it on, really man. is weird Come that on. they. It, it is really weird that they had the girls do the eight hundred, the guys do the mile. Man, I, I would have like, been so. Well, I would. I would have been so mad if I was a girl that really liked the mile. I'd be like, what? You don't think I can compete in the mile? I'd just be mad as a distance swimmer in general. I'd be like, really? Like, yeah. come on, <laughs> give well, me the, take, give my two events. <laughs> the eight hundred is not the same as the mile. No, they're really not. Why would you they're take? Not, why would you take away a, it, basically half of the discipline yeah, of a distance swimmer? For real. The funny thing is, is like especially today, the eight hundred and like thousand are closer to based on what we know, like about how the body works and the energy systems. It's you're more. The like thousand eight hundred are more like the five hundred and four hundred than it is the mile, because the mile is like the truly the only the only event in pool swimming where you go into your aerobic system. So it almost requires a different training system. So it's it's kind of it's crazy that they're that the girls did one, the guys did the other. Like super weird. I am really excited to see um, the guys eight free. I think that'll be like a fun one. Yeah, that'll um, be really cool. Girls' mile would be a fun one too if Ledecky didn't exist because she's just gonna dominate. She I mean, throws so fun up because she's so good. She, she she throws up she she throws up times that would be top eight for boys. It's like, hey, Katie, what's it like to be able to go make the Olympics without tapering? <laughs> for real, I mean, she literally is. It's the same day as the two free, and it's not even a problem. She's gonna do the mile in the morning as warm up, basically. Katie, <laughs> Katie Ledecky's taper for Olympic trials is that she's gonna take a nap the week before tri- trials. Honestly. <laughs> Uh, and she's in, she's looking so good right now too. She's gonna have a fantastic Olympic. I mean, she'll do a little bit for speed wise, but I yeah, I think just because I think she wants to make the hundred free, um, she's gonna have to come down a little bit. But yeah, um, we'll see. So I mean, so here we go. Mile, um, top eight Americans competitive year. Katie Ledecky, fifteen forty. Ali McHugh, the only one that's broken sixteen. She's fifteen fifty nine. Emma Norton, ASU girls looking really good. She's gone a couple best times already this this spring summer. So we'll see what she's got. Ashley Twitchell, open water specialist, 1604. Erica Sullivan, the specialist, been really good. Sierra Schmidt, Haley Anderson, Leah Smith. Um, Leah Smith, um, obviously, like we t- um, kind of right there behind Ledecky in like 400, 800 consistently. Um, she's never really done the mile just because it hasn't been an Olympic event, so I'm not sure what to expect from her. Um, she hasn't thrown up the same domination to- dominant times. To like kind of solidify herself as that number two in the mile, as she has like the 800 and 400. So I see the mile number two spot is actually being pretty open. Um, I think it'll be a pretty tight battle for second. Um, there's only been um, four American women that have gone under 16 in this qualification period. One was Allie McHugh, who just did a couple weeks ago. Erica Sullivan was 1555 in a pro series meet in Clovis. Um, Ashley Twitchell was 1554, 2019 world champs. So, um, and I think it's going to be those three. I honestly, I, I think Leah Smith. I'm not really sure what to expect, but I, I honestly don't think it's going to be her. I think she's going to be more focused on like that two, four, eight rather than like the eight mile. Yeah, so, I and I think like the three girls, I think Allie McHugh, Emma Norton, I, I think they're going to be focusing on longer stuff because I feel like that's where they think they can get it. Um, So I actually am going to go with Allie McHugh. I, I, I think yeah, she's looked 100%. really good, um, really good form distance wise. I mean, she went 1559. Um, you know, Emma Norton did did that 1601 at the same time she did the 1559 she's looking really good um but i do in the end i think McHugh is ready and i think it's gonna be katie ledecky and ali McHugh. so i I have the same same thing katie ledecky and ali McHugh. my dark horse is sierra schmidt that's fair she's got she brings good energy good vibes so i'm i'm rooting for she's been she's been a 1606 this year so there's there's no reason she can't again miles a weird one whoever's on that after that long that in that middle of that week, that's who's gonna take it. So one thing I was always, you know, in 
in a lot of situations the mile is a is a time final. You know, like did you ever have to do a prelim swim for the mile? No, I've no. never. No. So I always wondered about that. How does and you're our, you're That's our true. distance coach. So how would how does that change the way you train and rest and peak for a mile? That's 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 the other is like the training. If you like, and you, it's typically back. They do prelims one day and then finals the yeah. next day. I wonder how that how I, you factor that in. So I think like like we're so I think like coaches. The new, if you're listening and you have <laughs> an idea, please please send it in. So I think like the new like like the style now for coaching for like most distance coaches. I think almost every every like up and coming distance coach in most programs that transition to they train and I do the same. Is they train for like the five hundred. Like, that's what you train. When you train distance, you're training for, like, the 500, like, the 1,000. Like, that's what you're training for. Because, basically, if you want to train for the mile, you you need to train for the mile. Like, it's going to sacrifice some of this because it's, because, like we said, it's a different energy system. So, like, the mile really does require a different training set. The, the mile requires a training set that's more similar to open water than it is the rest. Um, to be, like, truly, like, focusing on it. So... So my guess is, other than Ledecky, just because she's so good, it doesn't matter to her. But for these other girls, this is why I don't think Leah Smith is going to make it. I think the other girls are going to recognize that, oh, this is our chance. Like, this is why I think the open water swimmers, such as like uh, Twitchell and like Haley Anderson, Anderson, have a good chance in the mile. Um, is because it's so it, it translates well to that. And when we get to the boys' picks later, um, talk about that a little bit when my mile picks for the boys, like Jordan Wilimowski, who's already done the open water. I think he's going to have a really good mile just because he doesn't, ha- they don't have to sacrifice anything training for the open water swim to have a good mile. Um, and so, but like for the train, when you're going to prelims finals, like you, I, it, my thing would be, how do we get you like to just make it without burning too much? Like, how can we get, like, how are we going to do this swim to where we don't have to go on fumes where we don't have to gas it? Basically, what I think is going to happen is, like, the top four are good enough. Top, We'll go top six. The top six are good enough to where they'll be able to, like, not have to, like, really dive deep and, like, dig into their adrenaline and really push it to make to make that top. But what we are going to see is we're going to have, the, like, the like people who get sixth, seventh, eighth-ish, they're going to have gone all out in the morning, and I think you're going to see them probably gain, like, 10, 15, 20 seconds. We see it in the men's every year for trials. It's, like, the top four, they drop about, 15 20 seconds at night just because they can because they're it's like that's their that's their niche that's their thing and then the people who are just who just want to be there they just want to make the finals they gain 15 20 seconds a night but i i i honestly i don't know what i would prelims finals for a mile that's that's a lot i think yeah i don't know i don't know what the training would be for that that's i that's just you just by that time is is it just all is it just all mental I think it's just all mental at that point. You can just put the training in and you tell yourself that like the training you've done is going to work and then you just you mentally gotta be tough. I mean, like I said, I, I literally think when you're training for prelims finals mile, it's the same type of training you do for like a five K. You know, it's a little less yardage overall, but like spread up over a day when you're warming up and warming down and all that, it's gonna come out to probably like similar yardage, mileage, meterage, whatever you want to call it. So um but yeah, I think I think whichever one of those girls is like fully invested behind Ledecky, obviously. I think whatever one of those girls is fully invested on, I'm just going to make it in like the mile. I think is going to do it. So, yeah. and I think it'll be the Q. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. 
Eight hundred free. Day five. Men's eight, eight free. Hundred. Men's free. two breasts. Women's two fly. Men's one free. So eight free again, just like the mom. We don't have any returns for twenty sixteen. It's brand new for the guys. Um, I same with like the women. Obviously, Ledecky owns the miles, so it's not really gonna be anything like crazy on the international scene. But as far as like for the men go, now that this is now an Olympic event, I wonder how much faster it's going to be globally. Right now, American men are kind of in a lull. Um, hopefully, Bobby Fink can kind of like burst us back on the scene again. But basically, your top eight Americans this competitive year, Bobby Fink, who's been 753, Jordan Wilmoski, 754, Will Gallant, 757, Zane Grothy's been 758, McGahey went a 758, Kieran Smith has been 759, Mitch DiRigo, 801, Chris Weiser, 801. That's this year. Um, and then in this qualification period, um, Fink and Wilamoski have broken 750. Grothy's been right at 750. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be those three. Um, I mean, Ross Dan's been 756. Jake Mitchell's been 754. Andrew Bruzo, 754. Michael Brinegar, 754. And then Nick Norman, 756. All guys that have been just below. Um, but I, I think I don't think anybody has the like high end ceiling to compete with Bobby Jordan or Zane right now. Like we just mentioned, Jordan has already solidified a spot for open waters, which I think will probably be his focus. So I'm not sure he'll be like I, said, I think he'll be ready for the mile. But as far as like the eight free, I'm just not sure he's going to have that top end crispness and freshness yeah. to be able to beat Bobby and Zane. So I actually do have Bobby and Zane in the eight hundred. Um, again, I we were talking about like the four hundred. Haven't seen much from Zane. Over the past like two years, um, he had a really, really, really good 2018. That's where he like set the U.S. Open record at 743. It's where he had his good mile. It's where he went 344 in the 400. Um, but since then, you know, he had an okay 2019. But then kind of after that, since then, hasn't been much. But I assume he's just been training hard. So I do think it'll be Bobby Pink and Zane Grothy. I really am like, with how Bobby has been swimming in short course yards, I think it's about time for Bobby to really – push through and put American distance on the map and really compete with the Italians, put the, the team Roman Chuck back. on Ukraine, like Bobby. I think it, and Germans. Um can't remember his name right now, but the German distancer. Uh it's time for him to like go and compete with them. So I think I think he's going to take it. I think he's going to be seven forty ish, maybe even a seven thirty. Time, time to go Captain America on him, you know? Yes, definitely. And I think Zayn brings it up. Um the only one that I can see breaking through is Jake McGahey. Don't know what he has to bring yet um, again, just breakout year NCAA. Don't know what he's going to do long course. He's already going best times long course just in these build up meets. So not going to count him out of anything. So he, if there's anyone else that's going to break into that, it'll be Jordan if he can beat Zane, or it'll be um, Jake McGahey. But at the end of the day, I think it'll be Bobby and Zane. Agreed. All right, on to the two rest. Speaking of where American men are lacking right now. Um, and it's not that they're lacking. It's just like we don't have. I don't know if we have a medal contender out of this group. I just don't. Um, unless somebody really surprises. But right now, the rest, especially Europe, is going to in Australia even, and now in Japan, like they have guys that are going two oh sixes across the board right now. And um, we only have one guy that's broken two oh nine this competitive year, and we've only had two guys in, in this qualification period that have broken two oh eight. None that are broken 207. 
Um, so they have a tall order in front of them, not only to qualify, but to then make a next jump into even being medal contenders. Um, so with that being said, in 2016, it was Josh Perneau and Kevin Cordes. Perneau was 207-1, Cordes 208 flat. Um, since then, Perneau hasn't been the perennial guy that he was when he was our top qualifier and then got fourth at the Olympics. Um, he hasn't reached the same form. Um, so I'm not sure what he has. And same with Kevin Cordes. He's kind of been on the decline a little bit. I think he did have a pretty good ISL, kind of like Reed jumped up a little bit, but I just don't know. I, I don't think either of these two are going to be making it this time around. Um, top eight Americans this year, Daniel Roy out of Stanford, 208.89, um, kind of burst on the scene, making himself. And he also has been a 209. Um, I think it was like one or two and two or something. So he has the two fastest times this competitive year at different meets. One was last year at the beginning of the collegiate season, um, kind of fresh out of quarantine. And then one was a few weeks ago. So he's been two eighty nine. Then you have Nick Fink, who's been a two nine seven, Will Lacone, two nine seven, Andrew Wilson, two oh nine eight, D three legend, greatest D three swimmer to ever live. Existence. Ever. 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 No one is touching that A qualifying time until he's out of here, but I don't um, know, bro. <laughs> Watch out, Roanoke College breaststroke dog. Dude, they cut some one fifty three. All right, Connor, you got it. Here we go. Okay. No, he was like one fifty, man. No, the A cut. I'm saying. Oh, the A cut. Yeah, I got yeah. you. No, yeah, I, yeah exactly. Yeah. He was one fifty, but like, <laughs> um, yeah. So those are the only guys that are broken two ten this competitive year. And then um, we have Cody Miller has been a two ten. Josh Matheny been two eleven. Mike Landry two eleven, and John, finally Josh Perneau, our reigning champion two eleven. So that's what we're looking at right now. And, again, this is when the rest of the world, especially Europe, um, is just dropping, like, 207s and 206s like it's nothing. So um, hopefully hopefully one of these – two of these guys can break through. Um, and this qualification period, again, Will Lacone has been 207. Andrew Wilson has been 207. And that's it for the 207s. So Perno is a two, has been 208. Nick Fink, 208. Daniel Roy, 208. Cody Miller has been a 208 in this qualification period. Then um, round out our top eight guys, Josh Metheny, Reese Whitley were 209s. In this. Yeah. Um, Dark Horse, Cortez, any magic left? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't – I think he's been maybe 212 this period – or this competitive year, so we'll it see. He was 212 not too long ago. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still there. I mean, like I said, he had a pretty good ISL championship meet. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, so, you know, maybe he's got a little bit of magic left in him. But um, – to be honest, like I, so Roy has been killing it all year. Multiple sub two tens, two fast time in the competitive year. It's going to be a really tight field. Pretty much all the top five. Like I think it's it's going to come down to Will, Lacone, Andrew Wilson, Nick Fink. Um, I have to put Josh Perneau in there just because he is the reigning champion, and then I think Daniel Roy. I think those guys are going to do it. Um, won't yeah. count out Cody Miller, but I think if Cody Miller is going to be in it, I I think the other guys really have to like. I, I think it's they're gonna have to go back to Cody, not Cody going up to them. Bro, why are you why are you so he, anti Cody? I'm not anti Cody, but like I just don't think he's got the two oh six, two oh seven. I think some of the other guys might. I think I think Cody can be like a two oh seven high, two oh eight low. Yeah. I mean give but, him a little credit. He's a good he's a good swimmer, man. No, he's a good swimmer. He he's a great personality. So, I mean, he's well liked. So I definitely I'm not like not rooting for him. I just yeah, I'm going with Josh Perneau and Nick Fink. There you go. I'm I'm gonna stick with Daniel Roy. I'm gonna Daniel Roy Nick Fink. I 
Wouldn't be surprised if it's Will Lacone and Andrew Wilson. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Josh Perneau and Cody. It could be any. I think those five, it's going to be those five. Um, could be any of them. It's whoever's on. Um, I just think Nick Fink is, he's been our most consistent guy this past year. Um, and then obviously, like, I, I'm high on people who do well in the ISL. I think they got a huge advantage. And he was coming off two broken wrists and still did a pretty good job at the ISL. So, and then same thing with Roy. He's looked really good over the past year. So I'm going to ride the hot hands. I'm going to go with them. Um, but Andrew Wilson, Will Lacone, definitely, definitely, definitely would not be surprised if the two of them made it either. So, yeah. And Roy, Roy's my, my dark horse wild card. Yeah. I think just he can come over nowhere. I think he's either going to be 209, 208, or he's going to be well into the 207. I agree. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make get it much faster or if he just drops something nasty. Yeah. So. Um, very open. I I want those boys to go fast. Uh, they they have their they're they're gonna have their work cut out for them. Just because even when they qualify, like rest of the world is just a tad bit ahead at the moment. So hopefully hopefully they have a really good two breasts and they kind of reunite um, the U.S. breaststroke. So yeah, I'm gonna look at. And I don't think Michael Andrews is gonna do the two breast. I just don't think he's gonna swim it. He's someone that's been top this year, but I I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna do it. Yeah. I'm gonna look at Cordis's. I'm gonna look at some some of Cordis's times. I mean, when so at trials in 2016, Cordis was a 208, 2080. I think mm -hmm. a 2080 could probably make it this year. It, I don't it think might. it'll win, I'm, but I'm I think hoping. it could make it. And June 4th, before trials last year, he was a 213. Yeah. So there's a, like I said, he had a pretty good he's been, ISL. He's, he's been what two twelve? He was two twelve. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know. I don't know anything about what he he's could. doing now or what he was doing then. But you know, just by just by times, you could definitely do it. No, for sure. Um, and then in 2017, he had been he went a two a two two twelve or two eleven at one of the pro series, and he was a two o two o seven. Yeah. I mean two o seven at nationals. So that year it's, it's very open it's a very yeah. open event um went 209 in 2018 at nationals um and then has been has been a little quiet yeah but a lot of people some people have been quiet like so when when the pandemic hit full force there was like some people just like kind of went silent for various but reasons what, so. you, what i think what you what we do know is that he's a part of that bulldog breaststroke group with coach neil versfeld and you know he's doing good work and so I think that he's I'm leaning towards the side of of Cordis being prepared oh, and being sure, yeah. ready, being ready to go and, and and being in the mix, like not quite. I don't know if it, he would be the wildest wild card in that event. I, I think we're going to see probably six two oh sevens. That's a guys. that's a new one. Wildest wild card. Wildest wild card. There you go. You heard it here first. We should pick the top wild card of all of these picks. Top wild card. All right. And then who has the best personality? <laughs> All right. What's next, dog? Two fly for the women. Ooh. All right. All right. One spot up for grabs. Camille Adams and Hallie Flickinger two years ago. Um, they were 2.68, Um Camille is, I think, retired. I, she's at least not have, – I haven't seen any times or swimming. I didn't see, like, an announcement or anything, but I was, I'm under the assumption she's not swimming anymore. So, um, 
So top eight Americans this year, Holly Flickinger has already been 2066 this competitive year, which is faster than what she went to make it last time. Reagan Smith's been a 207. Charlotte Hook has been a 207, another young gun. Kelly Pash, Texas A&M 208. Olivia Carter, um, Michigan 209. Katie Drabo has been a 209, former Stanford girl. Dakota Luther out of Kentucky has been 209, and then Lee Gingrich is 209. So um, that's for this competitive year. And then the top eight times, things of note, um, Lily Norman was 207. She was 16 at the time, 2019 Summer Nationals. She'll be around. Um, uh, and everyone else is basically mentioned who I think has a chance. I think uh, so if you want some dark horses, uh, Taylor Pike, um, A&M girls been 209. Olivia Bray, NCAA runner-up. Uh, she's been 211. She is known for her walls, but like the, I'll include her. Um, but for the most part, I think it, it's a deep field fly. It's like some pretty good fast swimmers. But I think at the end of the day, it is. Um, I think it is Haley Flickinger and Regan Smith's time. Regan Smith just backstroke is on another level. Um, if the fly just kind of reaches it for the longest time, they were pretty similar, and her backstroke kind of taken off, and her fly has kind of stayed a little stagnant. But I think I think she's in for a big summer for both. Um, there's a chance that because of how close the backstroke is, she might not choose to do the two fly. Um, and so, but I think she will. But I, I think Haley Flickner yeah. is looking really good right now. I think it's her race to lose. I think Reagan Smith joins her. Um, I think she'll. Do, I, I I think if Reagan Smith doesn't do it, I actually think Charlotte Hook is going to be second. Right. Um, she'll beat out Drabo. Is it Dra- Drabo or Drabit? That was wrong. Sorry. I have no idea. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be Haley and, and Regan. Um, I just think Haley, again, mm-hmm. she's looked really good for him. She's been all over the place with like what she can swim, what she can do. This is her event. I think she takes it. Um, the only one who's been sub 206 for us, she did that world champs. And then, yeah, I think Regan Smith will take it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I said. It's like pretty deep, pretty deep field overall. But I think at the end of the day, it's pretty solid pick to for Hallie and Regan. Yeah. I um my Olivia Bray and I swam for the same club team. That's right. Is it Roanoke Gator? Same coach. Roanoke Gator represent what what? Um my dark horse is the other Olivia. Carter. Olivia Carter. She's been two oh two oh eight before. Um she swam for my boy Corey McCulley at Infinity in North Carolina. And Olivia's the defending two fly champ. And can finish and can finish really, really well. And I think that mm-hmm. you know, I think that on the, the right day she could have a really big swim and could probably see herself having having a definitely. shot. But I definitely your top two are my top two ha- um, Haley Flickinger and Reagan Smith for sure. Yeah. I'm like ninety five percent sure Regan Smith's gonna take it, but I know that she's been non committal about the fly recently, but I think she'll do it. Um, yeah. there, it's not like there's any backstroke on that day. It's just like in between both events, and <coughs> it's really tight field. Lucky for her, the hunter back is first. That one, even though she's the world record holder, is not is way more open than the two back. I think two back she'll have not like no problem, but I think she's like pretty heavy favorite the two back. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna interrupt really quick, but Caleb Dressel has entered the 50 free, 100 free, 200 free, 100 fly, two fly, two IM. I was wondering if he was gonna do the two IM. She's the number one seed in the 50, number one seed in the 100, number one seed in the 100 fly, number 11 in the two free, 
number nine in the two fly, and number 14 in the two IM. He is someone, since we did talk about the two fly, if he truly is committed to doing that, I don't remember the schedule. I don't know where it falls, but like I'm not going to count him out. I, I don't think he quite has the fly endurance to maybe break through, but that's a dark horse. He's a dark horse in the two fly because I'm not counting out Caleb Dressel on anything. No, definitely not. Um, We'll talk about the two IM later, but so knowing he's going to swim it, we'll see. Um, again, two free thing though. I I truly think he's only gonna do prelims and he's gonna call it. I don't think he'll do more because that is around like a lot of events for him. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. All right, I don't know. Last thing for day five. Speaking of Caleb Dressel, hundred free. Two thousand sixteen. Nathan Adrian Caleb Dressel represent. I was watching um the relay from twenty sixteen and Caleb Dressel's stroke there versus what it is now is so different. He was so choppy and so much shorter. He's like such a better swimmer than what yeah. he was. He would come over. He would come over really high and kind of cut in. Yeah, it's, really it was crazy. Shallow. He's definitely gotten on the front end of his stroke. He's gotten a lot bigger. Definitely. He's so, a, he's an animal. Yeah, and then the relay: Ryan Held, Anthony Urban, Jimmy Fegan, Blake Prony. Um. So it took. So Caleb was forty-eight two three and was second. Ryan Held. Down to Blake Prony, 48.26 to 48.78. Um, I think a 48.26 probably won't even be a final this year. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Um, I think it's lower. I think it's lower a final. Yeah. I mm, I think it's going to take 47 to make the team. Maybe 48 flat to make team. Are we six. talking about making finals? Yeah, I think that's just how fast it is. I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think forty-eight, forty-eight low would be the slowest to be yeah. to be top eight, and I think you'll need to be forty, like between forty-seven seven and forty-seven nine to to make it. Yeah. Well, top eight Americans competitive year. Caleb Dressel's already been forty-eight flat. Ryan Hill was been a forty-eight six. Nathan Adrian, Blake Prony been forty-eight sevens. Zach Apple's been a forty-eight, and that's the only well, on uh, in the U.S database those are the only five that have broken 49 um there was like a thing that brooks curry apparently went a 48-4 like right after ncaa's um but it's not in the official database so um don't know what that's all about but he's officially been 49-06 same with justin rest and then michael chadwick rounds out top eight with the 49-21 um but as, as far as the top eight times this qualification we've had a couple 47s um so that the forty sevens, Tate Jackson, Blake Prony, Zach Apple, Maxime Rooney, and Ryan Held have all been forty sevens. And then Caleb Dressel obviously with the forty six nine at the twenty nineteen World Champs. And then round out our top eight in the qualification period, Dean Ferris was a forty eight oh. Adrian's been forty eight one. And that was back when he was just coming back from uh cancer. So um so those that we didn't mention, so my dark horses to like compete, Townley Haas, especially if he's not doing the four hundred, he's really focusing on two one, he could he can probably get a pretty good one and threaten for a relay spot. Kieran Smith can't count him out either. Um, doesn't quite have the speed that a lot of these guys do, but the 100 long course almost translates to the 200 short course more so. Um, so and obviously he's a really good 200 short course yard swimmer. So not counting him out. And then Adam Chaney had an unbelievable freshman year at Florida. Um, he could be someone that could be deadly and kind of break through. So for my picks, number one is obviously Caleb Dressel. And then after that, it is going to be an absolute bloodbath. From 2 to basically, I I said 2 to 10 here, but it could be even further than that. There's so many guys that if they're on, um, 
there's could be a range of 47 lows to 48 lows, depending on who's on and who's not and who can handle I, the load. It's I wonder, I know in some of these things we're going to be so wrong. Oh, yeah, about for what sure. We've picked, and I can't wait to see what we're so wrong about. I know, just like who just doesn't do one, who does this. So, um, I mean, so it, it behind Dressel, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. Um, Dressel takes it, and there's an extremely tight finish behind him. So my my top eight, who I think is going to make a final, um, I'm going to vouch to him till I die. Uh, Justin's going to be in the a final. He's just going to. I, he's just going to do it. And then so it'll be Justin, Ryan Hella, Blake Prony, Zach Apple, Adrian, the bet he is is going to find a way. And I think the other um, the other two in the a final. I'm giving Brooks Curry. I I think he's just keeps getting better and better. This is the yeah. so he has not really had a long course season. Since right. he kind of broke out on the short course level, so I and I think we're kind of seeing that with some of the. Where times does Curry swim? LSU. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Dean Ferris. I think Dean Ferris will be in there too. Um, so I, so Justin has been forty nine oh six this year. Um, really good time for him. His best is like forty eight eight. But when he went his fifty three flat backstroke, which is best time, he didn't do the hundred free that week. So I think he would have been around his best time. I so I think like if he had swam the hundred free that week, we would see him up with like the forty eight seven that like held Adrian Peroni level that we've seen for in season. So right. I think he's in tremendous form. He looks great. Obviously I a little bit of a homer, but I also like know that's the thing is I also know what he's doing like on a personal level. So like a lot of these times like you never know what kind of shape, condition, whatever people are in. I obviously have a lot of communication communication with him so I know where he's at. I know a lot about where he is training wise. And so I'm going to give Justin second. Just am. Just am. It's going to happen. Got to. Got to. Um, blood. Got Blood's thicker than water. Yes, sir. And then yeah. relay picks uh, Ryan Held, Blake Peroni, Zach Apple. And I am going to give the vet Nathan Adrian the last time he's going Respect. to be on the team. I'm giving it to him. He's going to find a way. I mean, he's just been so solid for us for so long that, like, I, I can't see how he just, like, is going to like, just put together the perfect, like, race strategy for the 100 free, like, throughout the three. That he's just going to be six, like it's just going to happen. I just, I agree. I'm giving it to him. So I've got Dressel and Held mm-hmm. for one two, followed by your brother, Zach Apple, Blake Peroni, and Nathan Adrian. There you go. Same but six. I, do, I think, order, I think the top three will be Dressel, Held, and Rest. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, I do. I really. I think, not only do I want Nathan Adrian to be there. But I think he can make it, one hundred percent. I think sure. that he's got a really good. I think he has a good shot in the fifty-two, but I definitely think he can get yeah. on this relay. I don't think he's going to be one of the top two, but he'll definitely, he'll yeah. definitely be on the relay. No, I agree. I'd be um, like the every other than like Dressel, like those like middle four, like Apple, Peroni, Held, Rest. I would be like, like Adrian definitely won't be top two. Any of those four could be top two, but any of those four could like miss out. But Adrian like won't miss out like at that like he's not gonna like his floor and like ceiling are like so close yeah like it's just he's I not don't, gonna and I do. don't think that they're gonna take a risk in him not qualifying yeah I mean he's been and here here's the thing he's he's been forty eight seven this year yeah he's not he's he's not out of it by by any means and one no. I want Adrian to make it because I'm a big Adrian fan I want Adrian yeah. to make it because I know that Team USA really really, really admires him and likes him around. For sure. Like that guy needs to be on deck at the Olympics. So, Adrian, go, go 
go tear it yeah. up. Go make it. I mean, it, there's so many names that are just not going to be able to make a final. It's going to be crazy. This is going to be wild. Like, Dean Ferris can make it. Brooks Curry can make it. Townley can make it. Kieran Smith could be a relay. Adam Shaney can make it. Uh, the, Drew Kibler can make it. There's so many more. Maxime Rooney didn't even like He can make it very easily. He could be top two easily if he stays on form. I mean, it's just, it, it's 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 crazy. Um, I, I don't know what to expect. It, it, the Hunter Free is just so open for guys. Which is really good to see because I remember four years ago it was like, what is happening with U.S. sprinting? Where is it? Like, what is it? Like, it's non-existent. Like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. And now it's just like a plethora of like young up-and-coming talent, current talent. Like, it's just it's it's crazy. So, U.S. sprinting is in very good hands. Um. Yeah. So, women. We day, day six now. Day six. Day six. Women's we got. Two breasts, men's two back, women's men's two IM, women's hundred free. Yo. Kicking off with the women's two breasts. Two breasts. Let's two. switch it up. Let me let me read. Go for it. Give you a break, man. You're doing you're, car- you're carrying me, man. I gotta you got you've it. been carrying us for an hour and it's best friends day, so I gotta So we've got in twenty sixteen our top two qualifiers were Lily King. She was a two twenty four oh and Molly Hannis with a two twenty four three. That was a rough state for women's breaststroke. Yes, I don't know. That I mean, they, we didn't have anyone make semifinals five years ago. Yeah, but women's breaststroke internationally is very good. Granted, it's America. We're good, too, you know. But top eight Americans this competitive year. We've got Lily King. She's been a 221.8. Annie Laser has been a 222.2. Emily Escobedo has been a 222.8. Madison Cox has been a 225.4. Ella Nelson, 226.6. Is is Ella, is Ella Nelson from UVA? Yes, I believe so. Lydia Jacoby, 227.3. Melanie Margalis, 227.4. Micah Sumrall, 227.6. And didn't Micah, Micah was on the team in 2012. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, it was Micah Lawrence. Michael Lawrence, yeah. So this qualification period, the top top times, Annie Laser with the 220, Lily with the 221, uh, Bethany Galat with the 221, Emily Escobedo, 222, Madison Cox, 223, Micah Sumerall, 223, Melanie Margalis, 224, Vanessa Pearl, 224. Um, <coughs> I, you can kind of, you can fill in, you know, your gaps. I think it's, I think it's going to be Lily King and Annie Laser, 100, 100%. Yep, I mean that, I think that's who that, I got. I think that Escobedo has an, an outside shot and she's an awesome breaststroker and I'm definitely a big Emily Escobedo fan and really, really root for her, but, um, I I don't know. You know, with with Madison going to twenty three, she's definitely going to be, she's definitely going to be in, in in the mix. You know, and you know it's going to be, I think, between Lily, Annie, and and Bethany, for sure. But I think Lily, I think Lily pulls it out. But uh, in, and I guess here's the thing: you look at the top, the the top times, the top three times from this year. In this competitive year, would have would have been one, two, three yeah. at last trial. So, granted, I know our I know USA's our women two hundred breaststroke have really have have stepped it up. But how much faster than two twenty one and two twenty two are they going to be, or do they need to be? I don't know. World record's only two nineteen. So, but yeah. I, like I said, like it was in a sad state five years ago compared to the world. Like. Lily King and Molly Hans made it. They didn't. Neither one of them made semifinals. I think it was the only event where no one made um, semifinals, which is like unheard of in U.S. And the gamer that Lily King is, like, she took it upon herself. Was like, that's not happening again. And she's been killing it. And it yeah. kind of like carried everybody else with her. So, 
And then we had Emily Escobedo come out. Annie Lazer has been killing it. So, like, Emily Escobedo, UMBC mid-major grad. Um, she was fun to watch. We swam against her a few times. Um, um, and then, so, I, I think it's going to be those three, Lily King, Annie Lazer, and Emily. I, I think it's going to be those three. I think Madison's just – she's good at breaststroke, but she's not, like – she's not as like world class as like the true breaststroke. She's good at I am. She's good at like a lot of different things. But like these three girls, Emily, Annie, Lily, this is what they do. They live, eat, sleep, breathe, breaststroke. So I think it's gonna be them. Bethany Glott was a two twenty one in twenty nineteen. Um she doesn't seem to have that same form right now. So I'm not she obviously she obviously she has the top end time and speed to be in this group. Um, but they're going these times, like right now, any laser, Lily King and Emily are going to two twenty twos. They're going to two twenty ones. They're like, they're going these times right now. They're ready to go. So I, it's going to be the three of them. And I just think Lily King and any laser are going to have it in the end. Like you said, um, does any swim, any swims at IU, right? Post I'm actually grad. not sure. Post-grad. I'm pretty sure she does. She was, she went to Auburn, right? Yeah. I th- yeah. I think so. That sounds right. But no, I mean. IU, IU women's breaststroke is obviously super impressive right now. For sure, um, yeah, and I Annie Laser and Lily King were our picks for the one breast too, so I think there'll be double representation. So there you go. Um, I think Sumrall, Micah Sumrall, can be in there too. You can't count her out. Yeah, I mean a- any like any of these girls. I mean Matt Cox, Micah Sumrall, um, Bethany Glott, if Bethany Glott's just been like chilling, you know, just been trained hard, like hasn't been focusing on competing meets, like she come, she's two twenty one eight, it's good enough. Yeah, you know, if, if you're on, so can't count any. But I just think with current form, I'm just giving. It's it like, to yeah, hey, to to make this, you're gonna have to be three seconds faster than the the two times that made it last last Olympic yeah. cycle. So ready, set, ready, set, rage. It's Basically. gonna be good. Next up. We have the men's 200 backstroke in 2016. We were represented by Ryan Murphy and Jacob Pebley. And Pebley is retired, correct? Just Pebley recent. has retired, so there's a, a spot open. Um, this year, you've got Ryan Murphy at a 156.0. Shane Casas is a, at a 156.8. And then we kind of drop off for, for this year. Uh, Bryce Mefford, 158.1. Daniel Carr, 158.4. Austin Katz, 158.7. Will Grant, 159.4. Colby Mefford, 159.8. And then Blake Hanna, 2.00. For this qualification period, you've got Ryan Murphy. He was 154.1 at World Champs in 2019. Austin Katz was a 155.5 at Wugs in 2019. Shane Costas, 155.7. Jacob Pebley, again, retired, but he was a 157. He was a 156. Clark Beach, 157. Bryce Mefford, 157. Zachary Potty. Potty? Potty? Pody. I think it's Pody. 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 Sorry. Sorry, Zach. 157.4. Daniel Carr, 158. Um, yeah, I think that – I definitely think Murphy. Yeah. King King 200 backstroker. Um, and then I, I have a really hard time with the second, the second spot on this because either one of these guys – both of these guys are not dark horses or wild cards. They're 100% contenders, and that's Shane and Austin Katz. For sure, it very similar story to the one back. Um, just swap out rest of cats. I think it's three. It's a three person race. Yeah. I think, um, unless one of the guys is just out like first year. I mean, um, no, I have a couple of dark Murphy, horse. Doesn't Murphy have the dark? Doesn't Mark? Doesn't Murphy have the world record? One fifty. 
151. Or isn't he a 151, 152, 100 back, 200 backstroker? I didn't think he had the 200 back. I could be totally wrong, but I, I didn't think. Um, you will you look that up, and I'll, I'll keep chatting. So, one, I think Ryan Murphy's going to not easily win, but handily win the 200. And I think Shane and Austin are going to duke it out for second. I haven't really been keeping up with Austin, but one, Texas usually. Yeah, it's the Aaron Pearsall, yeah, 151.9. Aaron Pearsall. You know, Texas guys taper really big. They swim fast when it matters. But I also think that Shane has been swimming into his confidence and swimming into his swimming into yeah. his, his ability. So, and I think this is a really good a really good um, opportunity for Shane. The yeah, for sure. The thing with Shane is he has so many different things that he can do on this level that I I, I wonder what he's going to focus on. Like, is he going to choose backstroke? Does he want to have the one back one fly down? Does he want to bring the two IM into it? Like, what is he going to focus on? I mean, he try he can try doing it all, um, but to to do that many events and to try and make that many events, you have to be like a Caleb Dressel level. Like, you have right. to be dominant. And he is a very obviously good world class swimmer. He's just not quite dominant in those events yet. Um, so I, I I wonder if he's gonna like try and do well or if he's gonna focus on a couple things. Like I wonder what he's going to do. Um, obviously he's probably not gonna do the two. He's gonna have to pick two back two IM because um, they're like back to back. So um, he'll probably pick two back. I can't imagine him not picking two back two IM. He's not as that one's way more open. So um, even though he's graded short course, I'm not sure he's gonna take that long course. So he'll probably stick with this. But at the end of the day, I do think it'll be Ray, Ryan Murphy and Shane. But I mean, it is going to be three. Cats has obviously been fast. Um, a couple dark horses for me. I got Dustin Lasco again. Too good of a freshman year not to have. He's only been like a two hundred two or two hundred three in this event long course. But like to go one thirty five short course, compete with Shane. Um, gotta have him as dark horse. If he carries that form, there's no reason he can't be competing. And then yeah, my other was Clark Beach, who's personal best is one fifty six zero. So if he has a good year, he can. He hasn't really been in the like the top eight this year cl- classification, but um. He, he can he can be there. So uh but yeah, I think it'll be Ryan and Shane. It's all said and done. Let's go. Right. Moving on. Got the two I two hundred IM. This Phelps. one's going to be fun. This is gonna be an awesome race. Phelps is retired and our other qualifier was Ryan Lochte. Phelps was a one fifty five nine and then Lochte was a one fifty six two. And top eight. Go yeah. ahead. I was just gonna say, and the thing, like Lochte, like he is a contender in this. He ain't like a dark horse. Like this is, he is a contender in this event. One hundred percent. Skip to the end. Spoiler. Lochte's one of my top two. So, um, maybe that's a wild wild card pick. I almost did. I almost picked. I wanted to. I wanted to so bad. I want him to. I want him too bad. <laughs> Um, so, top eight Americans this year, Michael Andrew, Chase Kalish, Andrew Seliscar, Carson Foster, Kieran Smith, Trenton Julian, Abram Devine, Jake Foster. And those guys were 156.8 through 159.7. And then, Tom, for this qualification period, you've got Chase Kalish, Michael Andrew, Carson Foster, Abram Devine, Ryan Lochte, Sam Stewart, Andrew Seliscar, Shane Casas. Basically the same group with the addition of Shane and same, Sam Stewart. Yeah. You put with... Michael and Chase switching spots and then then adding those two other guys. Yeah, I think this is – I really like the strides Mike Michael Andrew has made in the 200 yeah. IM. And I think that's going to become an event for him 
internationally. I think the 50 free and the 2 IM are two things that he can really, and the 100 breast too, obviously, but I think the 200 IM can be something internationally that Michael Andrew really capitalizes yeah. on in the future. Because he's still super, still, still very young. young. Still young. Um, but, you know, he's been 156 this year. Kind of, a, I mean, he's been at a form above a lot of people, which yeah. typically how he, trains for how he trains with USRPT, that's good, but he's, He's fast right now, which he is. with that training is good. Yeah. It seems like it's adding up. I think that realistically, Andrew can be in the 55s and I think comfortably, comfortably make it. I think that so I think Michael Andrew wins. And then I think Chase Kalish and Ryan Lochte battle out for second. And I think Ryan gets second. Yeah. Here. So I I have it as um so obviously like Mike Leonard is really fast right now but given like what USRPT is obviously his he still tapers there's still taper but like the drops he has isn't what others have so um it's basically like is he gonna drop down enough to where other people don't overtake him um I'm not quite sure he'll have enough time to go to a 155 yet I I think he'll be maybe 156 mid 156 low um but so what I'm excited to watch is Michael Andrew having a huge lead in that 150 and holding on for dear life as the rest of the field charges him down. And I'm excited to watch that. It's just going to be crazy because you know he's going to be out front and everybody else is going to be charging home. Selzgar is a really good last 50. Yeah, Lochte's going to be there. Um, and he's known to go out pretty fast and struggle coming home too. So Ryan Lochte's probably going to be actually out there with Michael Andrew as well. Right. Um, Selzgar's going to have a filthy last 50. Chase is really good all the way around. He'll probably be up there pretty consistent throughout it. Um Foster's looking really good. It, it's pretty open. Um, I have Chase. Chase looks to be in pretty good form. I think he has the highest ceiling out of all of them right now. Um, so I do have him winning. Um, I almost put. I wanted to so bad. I wanted to have Lochte out touching Andrew. I almost put that, but I've just. I don't know how much magic he has left in him. I'm not sure what to expect from him. I would not be surprised if it's Chase and Lochte. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lochte and Andrew. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Selisgar and Foster. Like yeah. I think any of them could could make it. I but I do think it, it's going to be, I it's going to be those um, six probably. I think. I mean, Trent Julian has a really good year. I'm not sure he quite has the IM for it. Um, but and then same with like Kieran Smith. He obviously is very good too. I am, but I'm not sure he's even going to do it given what's like around and what he's focusing on. So I, I think it is going to come down to um, Michael Andrew, Chase, Andrew Selzgar, Carson Foster, and Ryan Lochte. I think it's going to be those five. That's who I see. Um, so we'll see. I want to read the audience your notes because I, I, I love this. Michael Andrews is going to blast out to an early lead. This is going to be an absolute joy to watch the last 50 as everyone tries to gun him down. will be a top moment of trials. Old man Lochte will be in the thick of things. No dark horse, no dark horse for him. He's in it. I like it. I like it. Brandon makes all of our Brandon makes all of our show notes and he always has really great notes and that one's definitely right. noteworthy. It just like it helps me. Like I, I enjoy doing it because it helps me. Like I get to know more about swimming, which is like what I like. Like I feel like more involved in the sport, yeah. which is something I really like. This was twenty-two pages, by the way. All the trials, pages. all the trials picks, twenty-two pages. We're on what page are we on right now? Seventeen. We're on seventeen. So we're, <laughs> but there were, we've gone through much more than we have left. So we're on it, and we're an hour and <coughs> hour and fifteen minutes. And how does Joe Rogan do three or four hour podcast all the time? Some people just like to talk, man. You know, I, I guess. So, hundred freestyle. 
2016. We love bloodbaths. Here we go. We were represented by Abby Wietzel and Simone Emanuel. And the relay, Amanda Weir, Leah Neal, Allison Schmidt, Dana Vollmer. So obviously a lot of spots open. Like for relays. All of them. <laughs> Basically. Basically. I mean the the last four spots are <coughs> yeah. pretty wide open. I mean Amanda um, Weir, Leah Neal, Dana Vollmer, they're retired. They're done done. Yeah. So And this is where one of my old like one of my big wild cards for trials enters into the picture, and that's Erica Brown. Fair enough. Um so Top eight this year, we've got Simone, Tori Husk, Claire Curzon, Abby Wietzel, Lena Mack, Katie Ledecky, Erica Brown, Natalie Hines. And then during this qualification period, you have Simone Emanuel, Mally Comerford, Abby Wietzel, Erica Brown, Tori Husk, Husky, Claire Curzon, Gretchen Walsh, Lena Mack. Um, I – this is going to be a very a very fun race. I have a, I have a question for you, Brandon. What – is Mallory Comerford doing? Is she? So I, so that's the thing is like, she hasn't really been since kind of like a COVID quarantine hit. She hasn't been doing much, but she, she's like done this kind of stuff before. Like when she swam for Louisville, like there'd be two freeze where she would be like mid one forties, like almost upper one forties. <clears throat> and she bust out a one thirty nine like, when tapered, I, I, I truly think that she's just been like really training hard. I, I don't think she's been to a lot of meets. Uh, she's, she was a 5298 just not even two years ago at World Champs. So I'm not, maybe she's not ready for 5298, but I mean, she's, I, I think she's going to be fast. I, th- and honestly, I have her as one of my relay picks. I think she's going to be fast enough. Um, but it's going to be so close. I mean, Linnea Mack, um, Tori Husk, Claire Kazan, Claire Kazan, Tori Husk, younger, younger, just getting faster and faster and faster. Linnea Mack, breakthrough um, meet at Indy, went best time in the 100, put her in contention. I mean, we have young gun Gretchen Walsh, she was the 2019 world champ, 53.74. Um, she was kind of the one that everyone thought was going to be what Claire and Tori are doing right now. Um, but, you know, she's still very much in the thick of things. Like, she's still having pretty steady drops. Um, Erica Brown's been fast. She's in it. Um, I, I, it's going to be crazy. There could be so many different things. I, my picks, I do have Simone Manuel and Tori Husk. I think they're going to take it. Um, I think Claire has that top end speed in the underwaters. I don't know if she is as good of a freestyler, like pure freestyler though, as Tori and Simone are. So definitely going to go Simone. I, I, she's my favorite for sure. Going to go Tori Husk. And then, uh, Abby Oitzel, I mean, she's uh, represented us last time, but I, she's not going to go slow, but I just think, I just don't think she's going to be able to pass Tori and Simone. So my relay picks, I got Claire, Abby, I am giving it to Mallory. And then I just, I, I wanted to go with like Olivia Smaliga or like a Gretchen Walsh, but I just like can't count out Ledecky because she's Ledecky. Like I just can't, I think she's going to squeak in there for sixth. Yeah. And she um, entered in that. Yeah. But she could just do it in the morning to get a time. She might not fully swim it. So she'll so probably she'll go like two free, four hundred, four hundred free. She'll do one, two, four, eight mile. Individually. Yeah. I'm talking about the Olympics. Oh. She do the hundred free. She won't do the hundred free at the Olympics. No, no, no. And free. Just counting up her events. She'll be in the. Trying to get in the four free relay and the eight hundred free relay. One, two, three, four, five, six. So, every, what's the most golds a, a woman has won at the Olympics? Probably her. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's what I think. I think that she, because yeah. she could just do prelims in the hundred free, 
and put her name in there at trial. Yeah, or that's no, what she, I'm she, saying she would need to. Would she need to yeah. make the? Would she need? Does she have to make the relay team to be on the relay? Like no, no. Michael yeah. Phelps would always do the hundred free. Mm-hmm. Ryan Lochte too. They do the hundred free prelims. Call it a day. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. if Kaylee Dickey does that and she doesn't actually like follow through, last last Olympics she did all. She did prelims, semifinals, and finals. If she doesn't do that, just does a prelim swim. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Gretchen Walsh. I think I'm going to give it to her. Um, my next guess would be Olivia Smoligan, who's just looking great. So those yeah. would be my next two if she doesn't do it. So, yeah. Agreed. I'm afraid not going to be another good one. It's going to be close. Uh, perfect combination of seasoned vets and just young guns, young blood, just out looking to make us make some noise. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. All right, we back. Sorry, guys, I had to get a had to get a little snack, a little lunch break. But during lunch, a very important conversation came up about the pronunciation of a certain uh, American cheese product. Um, Brandon, do you say Velveeta or Velveta? I mean, I recognize it's Velveeta, but I'm still never not saying Velveta. It's forever Velveta now. So you're doubling down on being wrong. No, I admit it's Velveeta. I'm just calling it Velveeta. Why would you do that? Because that's what I thought it was, so now I'm just committing to it. All right, great. Sweet. All right. <laughs> Keep rolling. We're on day day seven. Day, day seven. seven. Two of days eight. to go. Almost there. Day seven. And day seven. First off, we got the men's 100 fly, then women's two back, then the women's eight free. 100 fly. 2016 representatives Michael Phelps and Tom Shields. So, obviously, we got a spot open. Mr. Phelps retired. Um, so, with that being said, we got top eight Americans competitive year. Michael Andrew, 50.8. We have Caleb Dressel, 51.1. Tom Shields, 51.5. Shane, 51.7. Andrew Seliscar, 51.8. Miles Machlow, 51.9. Then we actually got Ryan Murphy to 52.0 and Maxine Rooney to 52.1. Um... I'm not sure. I doubt Ryan Murphy does it. Um, I mean, you never know. But I think he just swam that because he's just good and he's Ryan Murphy. But you never know. But the top eight qualifying times this period, Caleb Dressel, obviously 49.5 world record, 2019 world champs. Maxine Rooney was a 50.6 2019 summer nationals. Michael Andrews, 15.8 from the Pro Series in Indy this year. Jack Conger was a 51.2 in 2019. Uh, Andrew Selskar, 51.3 in 2019. Jack Saunderson, 1,000. Let's go, Jack. Was 51.3 in 2019. Then we have Tom Shields, 51.5 from this year, and Shane, 51.7 from the Longhorn Invitational. Um, <coughs> so, and then I think of mention the a dark horse pick would who I think has a you know definitely the ability to do it would be Coleman Stewart. Really improved his long course as a whole, but especially butterfly. Um, I think Hunter flies. Is something he we should be on the lookout for him. I think he's play. He's been fifty two one this year, so um, definitely someone that I think could make some noise and be a look to make a finals and possibly more. Um, so um, I I'm not sure Michael Andrew will swim. Um, I, I swim this event. I think he might focus on the two IM. So like obviously the finals aren't on the same day, but semis of the hundred fly and the final the two IM are on the same day. Um, I think the 100 flies after the 2 IM. 
So my guess is he is not even going to swim the 100 fly at all, or he's going to be too tired after the 2 a.m. that he probably won't even qualify top eight because it is a really deep field for the 100 fly. Yeah. Um, never know. Maybe he does, but I just uh, I have a feeling that he's going to try and pick one. And obviously with Caleb Dressel almost being a lock as the world record holder in the 100 fly, uh, it might make more sense for him to go for the 2 a.m. where there's basically two open spots <laughs> versus one. So, But who knows? I'm not Michael Andrew. We'll see what he does once we get closer. I think I I agree with you. I think yeah. he's better off not focusing on the hundred. And ball. then and then he's got the fifty free as well, prelims and semis that day and finals the next day. So I just I, mean, I don't I, I don't think anyone's a sure thing, but I think that his yeah. chances of making the two IM in the hundred breast and the fifty free are better. And, than and the, the fifty free are better than the hundred fly. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yes. Um. So obviously, Dressel world record holder. He's going to take first, and then it's like a swarm of guys battling for second. Tom Shields, tremendous ISL season, like we mentioned earlier. Um, looks to be in very good form. His 200 short course meters fly looked great. Um, that And so and so does 100 short course meters. I think that bodes very well for his 100, kind of like in between the two. So I think he's posed to have a really good one. Um, so, I mean, you're going to have probably Rooney, Shane Casas is probably going to be in there. Salisgar will be in there. Smachlow will be in there. Saunderson, Stewart, I think that's who's going to be in the final. It's going to be a very tight seven behind Dressel. Um, you know, I was going to go with Caleb Dressel and Tom Shields, but, you know, I'm going to say Caleb Dressel and Jack Saunderson. I'm going to go with my boy here. He's going to make it. Um, I was actually looking Put at his Towson times. On the Put Towson on the map, I was looking at his times. Like, so he went 51-3 in 2019. I was <laughs> looking at how he swam in the meets prior. In season, he's, like, consistently been, like, 53 mids, 53 highs. He's been 52 high in season this year. Um, he's also switched groups to, to – he's been training with Wolfpack Elite, so um, going to be a little bit different. I, I But knowing Jack, because I swam with him for two years, and then I've watched this one for two years after that, he's really big taper swimmer. I think he's po- poised really well to have a really good swim, and I'm just going to give it to him because he's Jack, and he's my right. boy, and he's going to do it. Let's go. So there Let's you go. go. Caleb and Jack. Yeah, definitely <coughs> definitely Caleb Dressel. Um you know, Tom Shield has been fifty-one-five. I I don't think Andrew swims this, so mm-hmm. I think that for me, Tom Shields and Caleb Dressel are my my picks. Uh, Jack, Jack and Coleman are my my dark horses for sure. I think Dressel, I think Stewart will surprise. Can't count out Rooney or Selskar. They've been and fast and yeah. You also can't be, you also can't count out um, Jack Conger. Right. Yep. Can't forget about Jack Conger. He definitely. 200 might not be there, but he's still going to have some 100 speed. He's still going to be 51 low, 50 high, something like that. Um, I do think it'll take – I do. I think Caleb I, I think Caleb will be pretty well rested. I don't think it'll be 100% because um, I do think that it's not as much of a lock in certain events as it was – as it has been for him in the past. So, um, But he's shown that he's really good at the double taper. He can taper, and then he always does well. He does at NCAAs. He's done in, like, ISL. He's just – so I don't think it'll quite be like forty nine five level, but he might crack fifty, maybe a fifty low. But I think it's going to take. You're going to have to probably break fifty one, if not even faster than that, to make the team in the hundred fly. Yeah, so. one first and second or fifty points. Yeah, maybe Dressel, maybe Dressel, Dressel might maybe Dressel dips under, but yeah. second place is going to have to be a fifty point to make it for sure. Um, yeah. Next up, we have the. Women's 200 backstroke in 2016, Maya Dorado and Missy Franklin represented us, um, and they no longer swim. So 
Um, and Maya, that Maya Dorado was that was a pretty cool, that was a really cool Olympics. That was for her just kind of busting onto the scene and being such an integral part of, you know, USA women's swimming. At the meet, so top eight Americans this year. You've got Phoebe Bacon at a two hundred six eight, Reagan Smith at a two hundred six nine, Ryan White two hundred seven zero, Isabel Stadden two hundred seven two, Kathleen Baker two hundred seven five, Lisa Bratton two hundred nine five, JoJo Ramey. What's up, JoJo? Two hundred nine seven, and then Cat um, Burkoff with a two ten one. Um, and what's? Oh, is this, there it is. Reagan Smith is, was a 2033. Kathleen Baker's been 206. Um, during the qualifying period, Phoebe Bacon, 206. Ryan White, 207. And then it's pretty much the rest of the the rest of the top, the rest of the list from this past season with Alex Walsh and Haley Flickinger rounding out at 208. Um, I, I think pretty, I think Reagan Smith takes it pretty handedly yeah i mean world record holder the only one who's really been close to her is mccown um of australia she's been 204 outside of that um i don't think we've had any 205s in a while um i think um was the time back show was like margarita i think yeah she i think she's been 205 mm-hmm. and then that's where you get this big wave of america i i think it's Regan's gonna take it and i think we've got five realistically i think there's five girls probably for the second spot i think you got kathleen baker yeah. phoebe bacon ryan white isabel Stadden, and then i'll give lisa bratton's close <coughs> enough to where i think she she could get in there too um and won't count on alex walsh again there's helia flickinger again she's as good at everything mid-distance i don't know yeah. she'll threaten for the second spot but she's there i don't even know if she'll swim it i'm who knows what she she could swim almost everything and have a chance but we'll yeah. but i i see it as <coughs> Ka- baker bacon white Stadden, and bratton by fighting for that second spot and um with the dark horse being olivia smaliga she's been two times this season she's in great form always been known more for her sprint prowess so i'm not not sure if she'll go for the two back she there's a good chance that she doesn't go for the two back and she's just going to gear up for the 50 free that's the lat that's the second to last and last day so she might not yeah. even do it but if she does i'll give her the dark horse she could be someone that gets there if she's on but um uh, i i i I think Phoebe Bacon had a really – she already, like, bursted on the scene long course the past two years. She had a really good freshman year at Wisconsin. Um, she looks to be in good form. Um, even before you mentioned that Baker broke her foot, I had Regan Smith taking it and then Phoebe Bacon being the best out of those those five fighting for it. But Isabel Stead and Ryan White both just coming into their own right now long course. They're crushing it right now. So yeah. definitely wouldn't be surprised they'd be the one that makes it. Can't count out Baker either. Um, former – Silver medalist in the hundred back. Um, she's been a two oh six. She's really good swimmer in her own right. So wouldn't be surprised if anything makes it. But I do think it'll be Regan Smith and Phoebe Bacon. I like it. Yeah, I Regan Smith for sure. She's my top pick. And then I think um, Phoebe Bacon, Ryan White, and Kathleen Baker duke it out for the second spot. It's gonna be fun. Ryan White and Isabel Stedden are killing and it. And I think if if Baker is. If her foot is okay and her, her fractured foot doesn't impact her very much, I think, I think she's on and I think she makes it, in the two back. Can't and I agree. I I like your dark horse. Uh, Smooth League is a incredible competitor and, and very versatile and and definitely someone that could put her put her name in the mix. Uh, but I have one thought I had was this past year has been such a different lead up to the Olympics. It's kind of like you know you're looking at the top the way people have swum this competitive year and then the way people have swum within the competitive, um, within the qualification period. And I, 
I, I almost feel like every event that we pass, I just like, wow, I actually have no idea what's going to happen. No, th- there's a lot of very open events. I mean, I don't, remember, I don't think Phoebe Bacon, I think Phoebe Bacon is a shoe in minus like slipping off the wall and not swimming to her back for some crazy <laughs> reason. But um, it's going to be a really fun, it's going to be a really fun meet. And I think there's going to be definitely a handful of surprises. Yeah. <coughs> right. Right, on take the it, take us into the 800 free dog. Um, this to me is probably, probably the biggest lock. Like I would be absolutely shocked if it wasn't these two, and it's the same two that were in 2016, and that is Katie Ledecky and Leah Smith. Um, Ledecky made it with an 810 last time. Leah Smith an 820. Um, this is Ledecky's. This is like the, like if you look at times and pairs and you drop percentages and you look at what she owns, like top times or whatever. Um. Katie Ledecky in the 800 is the most dominant performance in a singular event by anybody of all time. She owns the top 23 fastest times. No one is close to her. No one has snipped her. Um, even the mile, she's not as dominant. Probably because she just hasn't swum it that many times, honestly, because it's never been an Olympic event. Like, she's done it. Just say she's done a world record. But um, the 8 free, like, nobody's nobody's really, like, that close, truly. Like, as far as what she... Like, the time she's gone. It's, it's just absurd. Um, so, I, I, I think it's going to be... I don't really need to go into too much depth because it's probably going to be – it's definitely Katie, and then it's going to be Leah. Um, yeah. So this competitive year, Katie's already been an 813. Leah's been an 824. Um, Allie McHugh, who's my mile pick, has been 826. Bella Sims is 827. Twitchell, Norton, 827. Schmidt, <coughs> 827. Haley Anderson, 828. Um, I just don't think – I, I don't think any of like the I don't think like a Twitchell, a Schmidt, and Anderson. I don't think they have the speed to do it. Um, Norton's having a great year, but I don't know if she can continue to drop enough time to overtake Smith. Um, and McHugh also looks like she's poised to have a great year, but again, I just don't think she has the speed to match Leah Smith. Um, and so I, I mean, those two are the fastest in the qualification period. Um, Kayla Dickey's been eight ten, Lee Smith eight sixteen. Next closest was Allie McHugh, who's been an eight twenty six. So, I mean, 10 seconds difference between Leah Smith and Ellie McHugh. I, I just I can't see Leah Smith being overtaken at all. And no. Katie Ledecky's not going to be. So it's going to be them. Um, I, I just I really can't see them not taking it. And then they should both be they should be um, favorites to go almost first and second. I haven't I don't I haven't looked at the 800 standings in a while, but I, I would think they get gold and silver because they really are a really good tandem. And Katie Ledecky dominates 800. No one else. I think the only thing standing in between the U.S. from getting gold and silver is probably Ariana Titmus of Australia. It's about it. Yep. I don't think Agreed. so. But I, I just I cannot I cannot see anybody else beating the two the, of them. than those two. Yeah, no. I can't see it. I mean, McHugh's in good, obviously in good form. I mean, yeah. She was a two twenty six at Summer Nationals, but and she was a two twenty six this year. I think she's going to swim really fast. I think Alan McHugh's definitely poised for a really really good meet, but I think. Obviously, Ledecky's out there, such a cut above, and then Leah, Leah Smith too, especially, especially the eight hundred. I think those two run run away with it for sure. Um, and before we get into day two, uh, Swim Slam just posted that uh, Texas swimmer Casper Corbo has been approved to swim in the Olympics for the Netherlands. Congratulations the individual, to him. Individual breaststroke events. Yeah, congrats. It's awesome. So he'll be joining um, Camino, who is going to be a. Uh, Kaminga, Kaminga, yeah. Um, Tom DeBoer, Nile Mills. Oh, well, Kaminga. So he's going to be racing Kaminga. Kaminga is going to be a favorite to podium both hundred and two hundred <coughs> breasts. So, yeah. So it's pretty. 
He's in good company. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, <coughs> and that's pretty pretty cool. He gets his Olympic Olympic debut. True. That's awesome. And he's been like two oh this year. He's been like two oh eight and fifty nine in the hundred breast. I mean, he's a he's a stud. So yeah, cool. All right, we got last day. Got last three more one, events. Fast one, splashing, literally got the two splashing dashes. Let's go, fifty free. Followed by what is probably the U.S.'s, at least on the international stage, um, worst event as of right now. Again, we have our hope. I think of the mile. I, I really think Bobby Fink is ready to take it to the next level to hey, kind of help. Before we'll we do this, what is your what is your favorite event to watch? Favorite event to watch, like. In long course specifically, Just or? your favorite swimming event to watch. Period. <coughs> um, I would probably go the four. I'd have to say probably the four by one medley or free relay. Follow and then, kind of like with that, probably. Probably like the five free and then maybe like an IM. I do love the five free. So I like it. Sorry, I just yeah. wanted to know. No, I mean obviously like the fifty free is like super close and everything, but like it's there is strategy, but at the same point it's kinda like just go, go, go. I do like it when there's a little bit more like strategy involved. I in like it when things. there's I like it when there's events that things can go wrong in the race. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. I, I don't mean, know, I love the I love the fifty and I, I love the mile, and that's what kinda got me thinking about what what your favorite event is but yeah the 50 um, free is just like it makes me nervous because it's like you do one thing wrong and boom you're done you can't overcome it you can't it's like you just you have to have a perfect race to win like you have to nail your start you have to nail your breakout especially at the stage these guys are like you have a bad breakout that's a couple tenths maybe even a couple hundreds boom you're still done it's just it's crazy done so i i really like the four free relay i like the four medley relay too i i really like watching the 400 im yeah I am of anything. Two I am, four I am. I am are fun. Anything where you see people going back and forth because they have their straight. I like stuff like that. Um, But yeah, like the fifty free, the four by fifty free relay. Like they just make me nervous because it's just like the whole time I'm just like, oh, don't like screw anything up. You can't come come back. It just makes me nervous. It's too much, too much, too much for me. But yeah. All right. To start off, fifty free men splash and dash two thousand sixteen. Anthony Irvin twenty one five. Nathan Adrian twenty one six. Um. Technically, both are still swimming. Adrian, obviously, we've talked about him. Anthony Urban is still swimming and will be at trials. I'm not sure what he has in the bag. Um, I truly think we are going to see two brand-new representatives for the men in this one. Um, I, I won't count out Adrian, but I, I don't think Urban's got it. He hasn't swum much. I think he's been at 22 high, maybe, I think I saw. Um, but he's still swimming, but I'm just not sure he'll be able to do. But you never know. But... That being said, top eight Americans this competitive year. We've had five Americans that have broken 22 already. Ryan Held, 21-6. Caleb Dressel, 21-8. David Curtis, 21-8. Adrian, 21-9. And Michael Andrew, 21-9. Um, to round up uh, the rest of the eight, August Lamb, UVA, is 22-2. Michael Chadwick's been a 22-2. Zach Apple's been a 22-3. Now, I want to make a little disclaimer that a lot of people probably don't know, but I know, again, because I follow him. So, Justin... Best time this year is officially 22.3, which is his best time. But back in October, he went for a 50 and 100 free. And he clocked 22.2 and then, like, finished up the 100. And, like, nobody, like, noticed that or saw that like I did. So, technically, he has a top 18 eight time in the year right now. So, just want to put that out there. 
Mm-hmm. So, but I have him as a dark horse as well as Adam Cheney, who obviously just had a fantastic NCAAs. Looks like he had a lot of speed. Um, top eight qualification times right now. Um, Dressel, kind of a league of his own, 21-0 for Mortal Champs. Um, again, he's basically a lock. Like, I can't see him being beat by anybody um, unless he's, like, really, like, pushing the envelope with how much he can get away with not resting fully, which um, it's Caleb Dressel. I, I don't think it matters to him. He's shown that he can double taper so well, and he just gets faster the bigger the stage is. So, um, Michael Andrew and Ryan Held have both been 21-6s. Apple's been a 21-8. Adrian has 21-8. Dave Curtis, 21-8. Michael Chadwick's been 21-9. And then Bowen Becker's been 22-flat. Um, so, obviously, like, 21-5, 21-6 is what it took last time. Dressel's going to be somewhere 21-low, if not threatening that 21 barrier. Um, so, it's going to be, which, other than Dressel, who's going to throw down three consistent 50s? Who's on? Who nails their start? Who nails their break? Who nails their finish? It's going to be who put, throws down that fir- perfect race at finals. I think it's going to take probably, like, a 21, like, four to be second that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking um and so the people i think that have the ability to go 21 four right now i have michael andrew ryan held um zach apple and justin rest and i don't know much about david curtis he's still young high schooler coming onto the scene uh but i don't think he's got a 21 four in him but the guys that i mentioned so like i said apple held andrew rest i think those are the four that are going to be fighting for that second spot when it comes to adrian and like curtis I think they can be really consistent, especially Adrian, but I just don't know if they'll have that like potential ceiling, that top-end speed to where if everybody's on and hitting their best, I don't think they have that to match. So, I'm watching a video of David Curtis. David Curtis won his 19-4 unshaved, untapered post-lift in intra-squad. He's got a suit on. He's a, he's a, he's a big guy, man. He's a bit big. I don't know. All right. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, um, again. Dressel for sure. Dressel for sure. Um, and then I. And I. The rest I don't know. Justin takes it because he does. It's a year of hell. I'm I just. Mean, it's a year of, year of rest. Sorry. Yeah. I think that. I, I like David Curtis. Maybe. Maybe he just gets. Maybe he just gets wild. And maybe he it. does. I mean, he's literally there for one thing. That is what he is there for. He doesn't even have. And it wave two quali- or wave one qualifying time for the hundred free. He like yeah. cannot swim anything else. So I think that you're gonna have him uniquely fresh yep. for this event. No, it's true. Where he's got he's at max he's racing three times. True. And it does go well for him. And absolutely he's a big powerful athlete. He he's a big athlete. He's got good walls. He's got good underwater kick. I think I think Caleb and then I think, I think held Curtis. I mean, I don't. I, it's all. It's all. It's all. A, it's it's all a wash. From, it's all a wash from there. I have. No, I have no idea. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, I, I think that Justin can have a phenomenal swim. You know, you yeah. go twenty-two. You go twenty-two-two in October. Who was faster than that in October, other than maybe Dressel and Dressel and um, maybe Michael Andrew? Yeah, I, 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 I think, I think as far as top end speed, I it. Justin, Michael, Andrew, Curtis, Held, maybe Apple. Those are the guys are going to do it. Um, Adrian is going to be – he's going to sit there and he's going to consistently throw down whatever he needs to do to continue to progress. He's going to get to the final, and it's literally going to be whoever – if everybody is on, he won't make it. 
but if people are off or like tired by the end of the meet, Adrian is so he's been around. He's he's shown that he does everything he needs to do. He's been so good about just doing exactly what he needs to do. I mean, when he what was it he got um the last Olympics or like two Olympics ago? He was like got like a bronze, I think. He literally was sixteenth, like for, for in prelims and got end up getting like a bronze medal. Like a dude just does exactly what he needs to do. He just knows how to get it done. So, um, but that being said, I don't think he has the same ceiling as some of these guys do anymore. So, um, yeah. So, but I'm gonna stick with Justin because I am. And then, um, yeah, Caleb Dressel, obviously. So let's go. Right. And then we got the women splash. Women's match. fifty three. Uh, got twenty sixteen. We had Abby Wietzel and Simone Emanuel. Simone Manuel. And so those two are obviously returning to trials. And then the top eight Americans this year, Claire Curzon with a 24-1, Tori Husk with a 24-4, Kate Douglas, 24-5, Abby with a 24-5, Gretchen Walsh, 24-6, Simone, 24-7, Katie DeLuf, 24-7, Lena Mack, 24-8. Our top eight times during the qualification period, Simone with a 24-0, Claire Curzon with a 24-1, Tori Husk with a 24 24-4, Abby Wietzel, 24-4, Kate Douglas, 24-5, Erica Brown, 24-5, Gretchen Walsh, 24-6, Katie DeLuf, 24-7. Um, Claire Curzon wins. I think I have Simone Manuel and Claire Curzon. There's a lot of yeah. doubters for Simone out there right now, but like... No, I, I, think, I, think Simone Simone. I think Simone gets second. She's been swimming, she's been swimming well. Yeah. Um, and... And I think she she makes the team for sure. She's yeah. definitely um, she's definitely one of the two one of the two mm. girls that that makes it. Uh, Claire's start and her under phenomenal underwaters. I mean, she just I think it's she's just gonna be gone. And I mean, she's got it down. I mean, twenty four one. The only thing is, she did get disqualified for going past fifteen. But I'm sure she'll have that ironed out. Girl, you just take two less kicks and you'll be fine. Yeah. So I mean. It, even if she doesn't drop much more time than a 24-1 or it goes like a little slower, that still might be good to make it. I mean, Tori Husk is going to be good. I mean, it's going to – I mean, you know, the 50 is going to be close. I mean, I'm not going to – Yeah. I can't count out Weitzel either. Like, I want to put Weitzel in over Manuel, but I just cannot bet against Manuel. She's just, like, been there, done that too yeah. many times. Like, no, just knows how to get their – You don't bet against line. Simone. Yeah, Simone, sure. Simone and, like, Adrian, they do. They just, like, know how to get it done. Like, Manuel got the gold medal in the 100 when she wasn't supposed to. She just, like, does it. She just makes it happen. Things happen. Um, Kate Douglas has got speed. Eric Brown has got speed. Christian Walsh has got speed. Um, I mean, it's just, again, the 50, like, who knows? Who who knows? Is Claire Curzon a uh, tag titan? She is. I'm trying to find a video of her long horse. I don't know if any of the ones were... Film unless you find like a parent that uploads it on YouTube or right. something. Um, but yeah, Simone and Claire. That's what I think it's gonna be. And again, fifty might as well just flip flip a coin. That's basically what it's come to come down to. So and the final, our final event, the last trials pick'em, men's fifteen hundred. Oh, really quick. Sorry, not yet. My wild card. Mm-hmm. Is Erica Brown? Yes, I'm a big Erica good. Brown fan. I want her to. She's good. She got I want her speed. to make. I want her to make the team at something. She got a good eyes. She had a good eyes. Incredible, season, incredible so. athlete. Awesome athlete. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're good. So, 1500 for men. The mile. 
It was Connor Yeager and Jordan Williamowski in 2016. Yeager 14.47, Williamowski 14.49. Top eight Americans this competitive year. Bobby Fink, 15.09. Zane Grothy, 15.10. Jordan, 15.10. Michael Brinegar, 15.12. Will Gallant, 15.18. David Johnson, 15.20. Charlie Clark, 15.21. Jack Collins, 15.22. Now the fastest in the qualification period are Bobby, Zane, and Jordan. They're the only ones to break 15. Michael Berninger just at 15. Eric Katz has been 15.05. Um, Nick Norman was 15.09. Jake Mitchell, 15.11. And then Eric Knowles, 15.13. Um, Dark Horse, that hasn't been mentioned yet. McGahee, again, went one of the fastest. Uh, had a really good season. Did pretty well in the mile. Um, don't know what to expect of him. He has not done the long course miles since his NCAA breakout, so don't know what to expect. Um, but expect a massive drop. Um I so basically how it's gonna happen is I think a, again it's gonna come down to probably it's gonna be Bobby, Wilmowski, and Zane Grothy, with potentially McGahey being right there. Um Beringer's been kinda close to them this year, but I'm not sure he has that top end ability to keep with him. Um so I, I think Bobby's a lock and then that's when that kind next point and that's where it gets kinda tricky. Do I go Zane? Do we go Jordan? Do I put do I count on McGahey to have a big drop? And I decided that I think, again, because he's already made the team long course and he's not going to really sacrifice his training or whatever to, to for the long for, um Sorry, made long course. He made open water. But I think the mile will be good for him, kind of like it was four years ago, five years ago. Sorry. So I'm going to go with Jordan Wilmoski. I think Bobby Fink is going to be low 1440s. I think Jordan is going to be high 1440s. And I think Zane will probably be low 1450s. And, um, I'm going to go with Brinegar and McGahey also break 15, but I think it's not enough to break into that top three. And I hope Bobby Fink goes bad. I want to, we need our, one of our distance guys to go that 1430, start competing with the guys again, get a medal and distance, which we haven't had in so, so long. Fair enough. And those, wait, I agree. Those mm -hmm. are two good picks for sure. Bobby Fink for sure. Wilmoski for sure. I think, but I also think Zane could blow up. Absolutely. You have I have I don't know. I think Zane is the darkest the darkest dark horse in all of this for me. The person that I think that I I know the least about and I've seen the least from, but know that his ceiling and capacity is really good, and he's he's a heck of a competitor. I mean, the guy is a, a fierce racer. So um, I think I'm gonna go with Fink and Grothy. All right. And I think Wilmoski will be good, but maybe he doesn't put as much in as yeah. he needs to to win, because he's prioritizing open water. So, but yeah. let's go with let's they, go with Grothy. We've they've been a little lately, but I mean our our I mean Connor Yeager I believe did get the silver in in Rio, and I think Wilmoski was, was in a, final. Yeager was a beast, man. He was a beast. That guy was awesome. He was a beast. He was. That was cool. So what's um, what you got going on, next few weeks, bro? Well, I will be in Omaha. Next you gonna week. give us some some trials updates. We can do some trials Maybe. updates. Little quick, little quick recaps, little quick updates. Yeah, why not? We watch. I'm gonna be trying to go to every session. I got tickets, so I'm gonna try to watch everything. Everything. You have to watch the fifty free for me. I will. I'll be sure to watch the fifty free. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> I'm going to your your stomping grounds. Raleigh to do some swim camp and then go to the beach with my family and Whitney. What beach? Uh, Nags Head. 
It's a good one. Nag set is it is it is a good one. Um, yeah, and then going back to camp for a week, and then Wendy and I are home for I think maybe ten ten days or so, and we're we're closing on our house in July, so we'll get moved out, and then we're planning on taking a road trip. We're gonna go like Virginia, Colorado, Yellowstone, and then to Maine. Where her family, where her family's from, and where her family has a cabin, and then back on down to Virginia, nice, and get ready for the season. And season, season, it will be season five. Yes, sir. Season five of chaos. Well, dude, thanks, man. Great job. I tried. Awesome it's picks. Fun. I hope we're right. I hope we're wrong. If I can bat a fifty percent success rate, I'll be happy. I think we will. I think at least a 50% success well, I think rate. just betting on uh, Caleb Dressel and uh, Caleb Decky will get us 50%. So. Yeah, for sure. And there's definitely – I mean, there's a lot of really exciting events. Oh, yeah. Things that I think are are really wide open and that give people a chance to step up. And and I think we'll definitely miss a lot of our bet bets. You know, it'll we'll miss My Ride, we'll miss Elizabeth Beisel, we'll miss Missy Franklin. and But gives the, the young guns – a chance to step up, and I definitely think there's the new, the new wave of men coming through, for sure. Definitely, a lot of the guys are young, and a lot of those we've seen a lot of the, our veterans, you know, retire or move on. But, um, well, thanks, Swim Fam. Thanks, Big B. If you listen straight through, thank you for putting up with our longest one yet. If you got to drive, just put it in. Give put it a listen. Home. It's our longest episode, one hour, fifty-two minutes, and forty-nine seconds. So. Thanks, Swim Fam. Tier.com, promo code Tier Collective. Get 30% off your order. Get all the swim gear you need for the rest of the summer and your big meets coming up. But we will see you again soon. Thanks, everyone.